For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hunters of Reddit, what did you see out there that made you not want to go back into the woods? My father and I were following a trail for a while so we decided to take a break and catch our breaths. I sat on a log off the trail and my dad stood on the edge of the trail waiting for me to get up. I hear some movement and scan around and I see a man, dressed casually, walking quickly down the trail with a glock in his hand. He is not really following the trail, he is just walking toward my dad with haste. Before he comes up to my dad, he asks if he's seen anything, pretty normal. I keep an eye on him because I don't believe he was there to hunt. I think he was there to make sure my dad hadn't seen anything he wasn't supposed to. He wasn't dressed like a hunter. He didn't walk like a hunter. And it was deer season and he decided he would take his glock out to get a deer. I wasn't buying. So I put around in the chamber and watched them talk. He seemed to be confident until my dad mentioned that he was here with me and gestured in my direction. I nodded and made a half acid wave. And he seemed to lose interest in us and ended the conversation shortly after and turned around and walked back the way he came. Just about as fast as he walked up to us. It worried us a bit but we continued on. We haven't been back to that area in a while. My dad told me that there have been drug busts near that area in the past. This isn't a supernatural tale. Just an experience that made me not want to go back to that area. The non-supernatural stores are scarier. People are more dangerous than spirits by far. A long time ago my grandparents bought a small cabin in the woods in Pennsylvania. My dad, uncle, and aunt are all small children. My father told me this story. They're all sitting around outside with a small fire going when they hear branches breaking and footsteps coming from the darkness. They think it's a black bear because it's close but they can't see it. It seems to be going straight for my uncle, the littlest of the children. He starts panicking while everyone tells him not to move. Now this big black beast is within arm's reach of him and he's shaking like a leaf with his eyes closed. All of a sudden it opens its jaws and starts licking his face. Turns out that the next property over is owned by a couple who raise Newfoundland dogs and one got out. My family owns a couple hundred acres of forest in eastern NC. No one lives on the property anymore, and hasn't for the last 6 or 7 years. We went down there to do some target shooting in October of 2017, and I decided to go walk through the outskirts of the woods to locate a good limb for our range marker. As I'm walking, literally and proverbially kicking rocks I come across a fairly nice, but practically brand new looking suitcase, full of clothes and other personal effects. No id, nothing with any sort of identifying markers on them, but seem to be clothes for 4 people, 2 kids and 2 adults. One male and one female. Had some food, coloring books, etc. There was a makeshift lean to about 100 yards farther into the woods. Set up a trail camera and left it there for 3 weeks. Never saw anyone. For reference, this is 35 miles from any sizable town or city. I've got one good one. I have a hunting spot that I frequent. Not crazy far off the grid or anything like that. Terrain is a pain in the butt. But it's a pretty hidden spot that is close to my house. Anyway, I hunt a lot of small game there and see a ton of mule deer anytime I go out. 
One morning I get there about 530am, and have some time to kill before I start my hiking. I have an odd feeling in the parking lot but just chalk it up to too much coffee on an empty stomach giving me anxiety. So, I decide to start hiking in and about 300 yards into my hike I notice this pile of downed trees branches general debris that I hadn't seen before. It was my first time hunting this particular place this particular season. So I figure some folks came out and did some fire mitigation work. I don't pay too much attention to it until I notice there's an odd amount of movement coming from it. Pretty small movements, but it sticks out when a brush pile is wiggling on a still day. It was also about 545m, and the wilderness just sort of has this stillness to it at that time that any movement is noticeable. So, I stop and start examining the pile to figure out what's going on. I figure there's a rabbit in there, maybe some squirrels. I figure I've hit the jackpot and I'm definitely about to bag something. I start deciding the best way to flush whatever is going on in there and still have my shotgun up in time to take a good shot. I realize I'm standing by a decent sized branch, and my best move is to just stomp on the branch. If all goes according to plan, everything will freeze, then whatever is in there will dart out. I try to figure out where the rabbit will come out of, get ready, and bam I stomp on the branch and snap it in half. The pile goes still, and that stillness and quiet is back. Then, a mountain lion, with a bloody nose and mouth, pops up out of the pile. At this point, I'm about 10 yards from the pile. I have my shotgun, but really don't want to shoot the lion. I also don't want to fire a shot off in the air to scare it, because all in all this was a pretty cool experience that very few people get to have. It froze and was looking at me very quizzically. Then, in one quick motion it hopped out of the brush pile, ran uphill, got about 40 yards from me, and disappeared into the trees. I've never seen something cover 40 yards uphill in such a fast, graceful way. One of the cooler things I've ever gotten to experience. I went to check out the brush pile when it left, and sure enough it was feasting on a mule deer. Still my favorite out in the woods story I ever tell. There is a place in Kingston, Idaho or the other side of Fern and Saddle depending on which way you go to get there. I call it the snake pit, and no I don't mean the restaurant. I still visit the area now once in a while and camp there. Anyways next to where I camp in the trees is a basin, and it has a bunch of old 1920s 1930s rotted cars in it, overgrown by bushes and trees but sunlight falls on the cars. First time I camped out there I walked into those woods and the leaves all started to move. The snakes were running from me while they were sunbathing on the cars. Freaking creeped me out. I don't go in there for wood anymore and I don't see the snakes leave that spot so I just let them be. There's a canyon near me that's literally called Rattlesnake Canyon. It's no joke. My first time I went it was late spring, and I suddenly noticed that all the crap I thought was small bits of driftwood were all actually baby rattlesnakes. They were literally everywhere. I don't think I've ever backtracked faster than that day. When I was a kid, a poacher must have thought I was a deer or something and shot around at me. It impacted on a tree above my head. I immediately fired 3 shots as fast as I could. Not at the shooter but in the air. In my hunting group. Immediate 3 shots means help basically. My dad and our hunting club immediately came out to find out what the frick happened by honking the horns of their trucks letting me know they were coming. I basically laid on the ground until I could tell they were near the dirt road. Told them what happened and guessed it was probably a road poacher trying to get a deer as it came from the same road. They didn't see him. 
It was private property and we were always very aware of who was at what location and who was hunting where. Nobody was supposed to be in the part I was at. Scared the crap out of me. This was mid 90s. Reason why I don't like hunting on public property is cause of that and I don't know the people out there. I was in the woods once in really dense fog and had an arrow fly past my face into a tree haha nothing like a near death experience to avoid the spot and idiot that shot at you. Not a hunter but I go back parking and fishing quite a bit. I have an irrational fear of bears, and waking up to bear tracks around my camp was quite unsettling and I did not spend much more time in the area. I've also had a creepy encounter with an overly friendly deer. I was in a pretty isolated area so I thought it was odd to see a deer that was so calm around humans. This deer would not leave me alone it walked around my camp all day and came back at night to scare the crap out of me by laying down outside my tent. Your fear of bears is not irrational at all. Cool deer story. Copperheads. Bow season in KY starts early enough that you can run into a ton of them. I learned my lesson years ago to wait until at least mid-November before venturing out too deep. I had a similar experience with water moccasins in central Florida. Had to basically call it a day after coming across a dozen or so within just a few hundred yards or so. When I went hunting with my dad one time we saw a homeless looking guy carrying what looked like a torn cloth and a screwdriver on one of the trail cams. This cam was pretty deep into the woods, and it was no one we knew so we were pretty creeped out to go back out there. I don't like to jump to conclusions but that man was obviously going to tie someone up and stab him. I was being watched on the woods. It was the strangest feeling. I got paranoid enough that I began walking all the way to where I knew a park warden was parked. After about 100 meters, I turn around to make sure I wasn't being followed, and I see three bears smacking my stuff around. One bear was standing up in the middle of the access road staring right at me. Camping alone in the middle of Missouri the night before turkey hunting. The place I found was a fairly well used campsite but no one was there. About to go to sleep when I hear a truck come up. I find a reason to come out, use the restroom, so I can get a look and maybe even ask for some good places to spot turkey. It's a dude and his girlfriend drinking beers and going for a ride. They are super nice but they mentioned after our chat and before leaving watch yourself out here. Lots of M heads and they won't stop for birdshot. Wonder slug? I probably have a few in my tool kit. I did not sleep at all that night. As soon as your story started I thought it was going to be me heads as I live in Missouri myself. Pleasantly surprised that M was still involved somewhat so I wasn't completely wrong. I walked up on a M lab, not sure if that is the right term, while scouting for a hunting spot. I noped the heck out of there immediately. I had never encountered such a thing before, and in hindsight the smell should have been a dead giveaway. It wasn't until I was standing there looking at what looked like a bunch of garbage under camo tarps and such that I realized what I was looking at. Went on a camping trip maybe 10 years ago and in the middle of the night we heard this incredibly loud smack way out on the water. Water carries sound really well, so it woke us all right the frick up. My first though was some drunk deranged mother with a gun was shooting out over the lake and the sound was a bullet skimming off the surface. Turns out it was a beaver that smacked the crap out of the water before diving under. It happened again in the early morning and we laughed it off, but the notion of being out in the middle of nowhere with some homicidal prick taking pot shots at you creeped me out pretty good. One did this to me at night, while I was wade fishing, about 10 feet behind me. 
I didn't see it but hearing my dad say, once we were safely in the car, a wild dog was stalking us that whole time made me more than a little uncomfortable. The wild dog probably hoped to eat scraps off your kill. They aren't really a match for a grown man and for the most part they know it. Didn't happen while hunting but when I was 12 I was looking for bottles in a creek on a dense forested hillside. Hear heavy footsteps behind me. They're slow and sound heavier than a human or even a buck. I almost get paralyzed when I turn around and see two holes on a rough leathery bump. A few seconds and a heart attack later, I realized it was just the neighbor's cow that got out and its nose was a few inches from my face. That even scared me. Not a hunter, but here is my story. I used to be a field appraiser. You might call it assessor where you live, for a county in rural KS. I was at a parcel looking at and data collection some 20 foot shipping containers that had appeared in the last several months. It was obvious they were being used as hunting cabins during hunting season. As I was finishing up I turned around to walk back to my vehicle and standing right there were two hunters. They were dressed head to toe like snipers with ghillie suits on with large caliber rifles pointed at me. That scared the heck out of me. Of course they were a mouthy and pee off towards me. Then when they found out what I was doing that escalated things even more. I don't blame them. Really. They saw me walking around looking and measuring everything and taking photos of the place. My brother-in-law is a county appraiser. He has some dicey run-ins with swamp-dwelling rednecks. He had one attack him in his car and he was packing. Put a laser in the guy's eye and the guy screamed and fell down saying don't shoot me, dumbass. I spend a lot of time in the backcountry in the winter time. Usually it's just me and a friend. Most trails we do are popular in the summer and totally dead once it starts to snow. Winter in 2014, we've hiked about 2 miles in and see this small black backpack in the middle of the trail. We hadn't seen any other cars at the trailhead or any people around, but this backpack hadn't been there long because there wasn't any snow on it, it had snowed the night before. It was a very odd sight. We figured if it was still on the trail when we looped around we'd pick it up. About 4 miles in and my friend and I are chatting away when I notice a large figure flailing in some trees up ahead. We go quiet and can hear this man rambling while he's pacing. At this point we're pretty freaked out and decide to turn around when we hear oh. Hi there and this guy starts walking towards us. And then out pops another guy with a very pricey looking video camera. It turned out this flailing guy was actually a rapper and they were filming a music video for one of his new songs out in the forest. They had parked before the trailhead so we didn't notice their car. They ended up being super friendly and gave us a card. And we figured out it was their backpack we had seen on the trail a few miles before. We said our goodbyes and walked out. But hot dang I was sure we were about to be killed in the woods. There is an illegal trail on Oahu. Of many actually. But there is one story about a kid who was visiting family or something and hiked this ridge. He was posting to social media while he hiked and he went missing. During the search someone found out you could see a man following him in the background of his self eyes while he was hiking. Thought about hunting. Went out on a trip with my dad once way back. Middle of the trip here comes a huge bear strolling right in front of our tree stands. Yep, yeah, I'm not a hunter any longer. Was a lustrous 4 hours career though. Bears are so much bigger in person than you could ever imagine. I've been lucky enough only to see them from the safety of my car as they tend to use back roads as paths for traveling and even then I feel intimidated. In Illinois there aren't many predators, but the scream of a bobcat nearly made me crap my pants. It's the same in Utah, 
Except in my case it was a mountain lion. I honestly thought I was listening to someone getting murdered. My dad's story not mine. I had been walking for a couple hours, and I decided to sit under a tree for a while, just see what would happen. As I was relaxing, I noticed this light that kept flashing past my eyes. I looked over to where it was coming from, but I couldn't see what was there. Then I looked down and there was a red dot on my chest. Some butthole was using a laser sight and aiming at me. I yelled at him and started walking towards him, but he ran off. I went back to camp for the rest of the day. He didn't think someone was actually trying to shoot him, but if people aren't going to be safe with their rifles, he didn't want to be out there. This is just my opinion but I have little faith that the laser in these stories is actually attached to a rifle. Never have I seen some hunting with a laser attached. Not a hunter, but a herper. I was looking for amphibians and reptiles with a few classmates at a local park during a herpetology class last summer, when we came across two little wooden teepees and a card table covered in animal bones. It looked like we walked right into the Blair Witch Project. Each of the structures had little altars that contained more bones and jars, plants, and other weird little trinkets. We got out of there fast and told the volunteer coordinator we were working with. We found out a while later that apparently, some homeschooled kids nearby liked to play in the woods and they had most likely collected the things we saw. I understand making forts in the woods but the structures these kids made were freaky f. Homeschooled kids. Good thing they didn't catch you there. Not a hunter, but close enough. When I was in my teens, I was fishing with my dad at a lake that was a short hike, but not nothing, through the woods. It got dark and we started to walk back home and something in the bushes right next to me growled at me. My dad said it was probably just some deer, but I of course knew that deer don't growl like that. Turns out it was a bobcat. Deer don't growl but they do make some confusingly violent sounding growly noises sometimes, but not like a cat growl, more like a bear or an angry cow. Couple of years ago I was in northern British Columbia on a fishing trip with my dad, uncle and cousins. The lake and river was a 2 hour drive from the nearest city. We were drifting down the river when I needed to go to the bathroom, so I got out of the boat. As I'm doing my business, I look over and see what seems to be the top of a building. I turned to the people in the boat and told them what I saw, walked towards the building, and realized it wasn't alone. Multiple homes, buildings in the middle of the forest. It was a very small and isolated Native American tribe, and we backed away. Not super creepy but didn't want to cause any trouble. We continued on without any contact. I've seen a lot of the usual stuff out in northwestern Canada, but the only thing that made me really think twice about going into the woods out there was not wanting to find a body. There are dozens. Hundreds of unsolved missing persons cases out there, many of them indigenous women but some men and white people as well. There are signs up everywhere with information about the missing. I hope they're found and their families find some closure, but I dreaded being the one to come across the corpse. The other thing that made me think twice was the bullet holes everywhere. Blowing holes in highway signs is bad, but these fuckheads would shoot up outhouses. Nothing like taking a dump and counting the bullet holes in front of your face. Canada has some stricter gun laws than the states, but people still make bad decisions. So nothing really spooky, just people. My dad's childhood friend was killed in a hunting accident. He was shot right out of his tree stand on state land. 
This was back in the late 1980s, when I was young. Nobody ever turned themselves in and I doubt from the angle caliber that they ever even found the bullet. To this day, his murder isn't solved. After that, my mom forbade my dad to go hunting. And by extension, me. I hear too many stories of people getting pee drunk and doing stupid things with guns in the woods anyway. I'm lucky enough now to own 10 acres of property where I can take a deer just about every year with a shotgun. But I don't think I will ever hunt on state land. Hunting accident. So I have two stories. First, the not so creepy one. I was about 20 miles out in the backcountry on a week long hunting trip. By myself. Woke up in the middle of the night to a bear sticking its snout into the fabric of my tent. I immediately started meditating to slow my breath and just weather the situation. Because I knew if I moved or made a run for my car I'd be dead. The next morning I found some paw prints and they were the biggest bear prints I've ever seen. Second, very creepy story, was deep in the woods this time too. Set up camp in a very nice little ravine. When I woke up there was a ring of big rocks around my camping area. They weren't there when I got their set up camp. I'm also a stout dude and I couldn't move any of the rocks. I was raised in the woods and now I refuse to go out there without a large caliber gun and I refuse to sleep out in the woods anymore. There is a place near where I come from that has all the hallmarks of an excellent hunting area. Nobody goes there because there is a stand of giant Douglas fir trees that are at least 300 years old, and there are boots hanging by their laces. Dozens of pears, all hung in the very top branches of the trees. It's practically impossible for a human being to have done this and nobody has a reasonable explanation for it. Even the most seasoned hunters will tell you to stay the heck away from there. This happened today actually. I work in the utility sector and while working remote transmission lines I saw a sign that said don't enter the woods. Proceed to walk down the right of way and notice something in the woods. It was a wooden gallows that had two dummies dressed in black that were hung. After helping my dad and brother quarter a big bull elk in the middle of nowhere, I went up the hill first because I had the lightest load. I figured I'd get my quarters to the top and then go back down and help my dad with the chest cavity. It had just stopped snowing and when I was resting at the top of the hill, I glanced down and saw paw prints in the snow that had no snow in them. I knew based on the size it was either a wolf or mountain lion, but after looking closer I realized I just saw pads on the foot and not nails claws making a mark in the front of the print. This meant I was definitely looking at the tracks of a big mountain lion who had been 50 yards from us as we worked on the elk. My dad was at the bottom of the hill, I had a front quarter on my back, and a hind quarter on the sled I was pulling behind me, and no gun. I knew it was just three of us and I'd be around my dad the whole time who was armed, so I didn't bring an additional firearm. I was a walking buffet standing right where the cat had been a few minutes before, there's no question he was looking at me. I calmly set the quarters down and made my way down to my dad. He agreed that I should have done what I did and even joked about it saying at least our load won't be as heavy when we get back up there. I bet he took the front quarter. We got back up the hill and my quarters had been untouched, with no additional cat tracks around it. All three of us were paranoid as heck walking back the two miles to the truck, not knowing if at any moment the cat might decide he was hungry. We made it back home just fine and laughed about the whole thing as we were cleaning and butchering the elk. As a law enforcement ranger for 30 seasons I've seen some dumb crap in the woods and some scary crap. 
My worst was chasing down a guy who had escaped from a mental treatment facility. If he was just camping in the deep woods I wouldn't have had an issue with him but he was routinely stealing the gusset out of women's and girls swimsuits left to dry on lines in the campground and girl scout areas. The gusset I am told is the cotton part of a suit that touches the outer labia and skin. It's like a cotton soft cloth suinin for hygienic reasons I was told. One of the girl scouts moms came running up to me as I was on partal and told me she had seen the man run off on foot from the clotheslines so I gave foot chase. This was in the days before our handheld radios could transmit further then back to the truck so I had one of the older girls go make notification to my office and like a dummy I took off running on the horse trail where I could see fresh prints. I ran about 2 miles or so and found a makeshift tent and campground set up. I also found cord and a linoleum knife and tape along with ziplock gallon sized bags of these gussets. Clearly our thief was headed in a new direction. I am convinced my intervention prevented an abduction. My guy came out of the woods and I drew my service sidearm for our walk back. I had him handcuffed and in leg irons with a leash drag so I could trip him by stepping on it. I also made him sing the Star Spangled Banner as we ran to keep him out of breath if he decided to fight. When you're that far in the woods and ensure if you have help coming you need every advantage. My backup met us on the trail and we were able to handcuff our prisoner in the bed of the pickup for the ride to the office. I had to sit in the bed with him for the trip. He wasn't much of a chatter. The guys went back and cleaned out the site. He had been out there for a while and was definitely a bit of a time bomb. We didn't pursue anything criminal but he was committed someplace in Ulster County NY, I Ike, at a max security psych facility till his death. I used to put money on his commissary every now and again but I doubt he remembered me. Kind soul, for the commissary. Dude scared the crap out of you, and you still kept the humanity to know he might not have anyone else in the world. Good on you. In September this year I was hunting antelope out near the Red Desert in Wyoming. I had just shot my antelope and was walking about 150 yards out to where he dropped so I could tag and begin field dressing the animal. I should mention I'm about 40 miles from the main road and I had not seen another human or vehicle since I got off the main road. This area is so extremely remote it's hard to even describe. So as I'm walking out to the antelope I look up and about 1 to 2 miles off in the distance I see this extremely bright light zooming over the landscape and headed my way. I thought it was probably a game warden on a side by side coming to check my paperwork and all. No big deal. I keep walking out and find the animal and look up and this light dives down into the sagebrush and I can no longer see it, it was about half a mile from me when it disappeared. I also notice I don't hear any engine if it is in fact someone on a motorized vehicle. I'm mostly confused at this point, not sure what the heck this light is or where it went but I continue on and tag the antelope. It takes me all of 10-15 seconds to put the tag on. Then I look up and I see the light traveling away from me now and it's about 3 to 5 miles away from me and going at least 100 miles per hour. It was really zooming way faster than any vehicle could travel over that type of terrain. Also there are no roads or anything where the light is traveling so I don't know how it was going so fast. I'm pretty spooked at this point. I field dressed the animal as fast as I could and dragged it back to my truck. I just had a very uneasy feeling at this point. I have no idea what that light was although some others have speculated it was a drone but if it was a drone operated by the game warden why didn't he come check me out once I got back to my truck? Growing up we hunted regularly as a family, my dad, brother, and I, for boar and deer. 
but my story actually happened when we were on a backpacking trip. In the mid-90s we went on a backpacking trip 11 miles one way. The location is Sierra Nevadas, Carson Iceberg Wilderness, Boulder Peak Area, Boulder Lake. If you google it, it's in BFE. We were going to camp at a lake for 3 days and hike out. We get about 9 miles into the hike and we come through a clearing and there is a huge mountain of granite. It cascades away from us in large 30 foot flat slabs. We hike around it and pass by the last slab, which is like shoulder to knee height, and my dad gets startled and jumps back. My freaking uncle is naked sunbathing on the rocks. He didn't know we were going up there. We live like 3.5 hours away. What the f? He puts his clothes on and we have a casual conversation. Then he heads down the trail and we proceed on. My dad said initially he thought it was a carcass lol. So weird and so random. Anyhow, sorry for the story. It didn't really make me want to not go back into the woods. It was just so random. It's one thing to run across a naked man 9 miles into the woods. It's a completely different thing to realize that you are closely related him. Nothing has made me not want to go back into the woods, but I have had some strange experiences and seen some disturbing stuff, mostly human origin. I have walked into two marijuana grows and into one still site. I backed away slowly from all three. The marijuana sites were strange because it took a minute for me to realize what I was seeing. When you are picking your way through fairly thick vegetation a plant is a plant, until it isn't. I did have an unexplained sighting of a creature about 7 years ago that I'm still not sure what it was and I'm trained in animal identification by tracks. Scat in sight. I was younger hunting in the woods with my dad. We got in the woods just before dawn when it was still dark out so we could get in our tree stands. All of a sudden, we hear banshee screams from a bush a few feet from us. Turns out it was a startled fox. That day I found out the answer to what does a fox say. Demonic screeches. Not a hunter but when I was young my house backed into a fairly big forest. Throughout my childhood and teens it was not public land and untamed. When me and my friends started going back there around age 10 we would find the strangest crap. There was a full pickup truck half submerged in the river back there for years. Eventually someone ended up pulling it out of the muck and the bed was full of random stuff like a payphone. With change inside. Full size 90s shoulder mount video equipment, bear trap, pickaxe, microwave, box of shotgun shells and tons of other crap like that. At one point we found a hunter's blind made out of concrete with loads of empty shells around it. I guess it never really stopped us from going back there but in hindsight it probably wasn't super safe. One of my experiences happened on family owned land in North Carolina where I used to live. I still hunt so it never kept me from going again. We called it the noise to this day if you ask people who live or lived adjacent to the land about it they know exactly what you are talking about. But whatever it is was very loud and very fast. It was like a very loud primal scream. First time I heard it I was hunting with my dad and brother we were stalk hunting and very slowly and methodically moving through the forest. I noticed everything had gotten oddly quiet only thing you heard was the water running over the rocks in the creek. My dad stopped us and said to hold still and not to move. As soon as we stopped it screamed behind us it was so loud it made my ears ring. My dad never showed fear and was always rational he looked very nervous and I'm ready to crap on myself. My brother has his gun shouldered looking around trying to spot it just to see what it is and make sure it isn't close. Then it screams again now it seems closer and in front of us. My dad puts his hand on my shoulder and just says run for the car now. 
I jump up like a scared rabbit and run as fast as my legs will carry me. We are all running and we can hear this thing screaming as we run like it's keeping pace easily. I can see the gravel road ahead and know the car is close. It lets out another scream that sounds like it's to my left now and very close I bolt right and we all come sliding out onto the road about 100 yards above the car. That's when I hear this weird whistle from the woods and then everything just goes back to normal. Birds chirping away. Squirrels calling. Crows cooing. We stop to catch our breath and uneasily walk to the car ready for anything. 100 yards never seemed so far away. That wasn't the last time I heard it. In fact I have more stories that involve the noise if anyone wants to hear about them I will gladly share. My family tried to find it for years to figure it out when we thought we were close it would be somewhere else. Even trained hunting dogs ran away from this thing. Weird stuff but I still love to hunt. The way I figure if something gets me while I'm hunting at least I'm doing something I love and being close to nature I harvest her bounty and thank her for it. One day my body will feed her and the animals I hunted. I would like to subscribe to weird noise facts. Climbed up a tree before daylight in a remote holler in southern Ohio. Just as it was light enough to see, shooting light we call it, I hear a rustling coming down the hill, maybe 150 yards away. Cruising toward me is what I can only describe as a Tasmanian devil-like whirl of brown and grey moving in a straight line along the ground at high speed down a sloped hill and then off a steep 15 feet drop off and then under my tree and then through the thickest brush imaginable behind me where the creek was, and then eventually out of sight and audible range. So I observed maybe 300 yards of travel, although lost visual in the thicket, which all occurred in a very straight line at supernatural high speed. I'm in a perch with nothing else to do but put my entire focus on it and still I can't figure out what it is, and as it passed under me all I see, again, is a ghostly blur of grey and brown and leaves. Total time elapsed was less than 10 seconds. I've seen dozens of coyotes and several bobcats and yes that is probably what this was. But its movement was so out of the ordinary at that moment my senses computed that it couldn't have been either of those. I got tingles and the hair stood up on the back of my neck. It's a mundane story but the actual experience definitely felt supernatural. My buddy and I decided to do a Halloween ride up a supposedly haunted trail at night. As we were making our way back to the main road I see a car parked to the right side of the trail with the lights on. I thought it was kind of weird that I would see a sedan parked in a dirt road so far out in the middle of nowhere. We pull ahead of the car and stop our bikes. When we look back there was nothing. No car. Just darkness. I could see how wide my friend's eyes were from inside his helmet. I asked him if he saw a car parked to the side. He said yes. Then I got the most uncomfortable chilly feeling and my eyes began to water. I felt like I was going to cry and I felt every goosebump on my skin. I remember the sound or the lack of it. No animals. No insects. I just heard the ringing in my ear. My friend told me that we had to leave but I couldn't move I think I was in shock or something. He told me again and this time I heard the fear in his voice. He sounded like a little kid. We both hoped on our bikes and rode as quickly as we could back onto the main road. Only thing I've seen out in the woods that bothered me was a fox in a trap. Judging by the state of the snow around it, it had been there three days. It was still alive though. Poor guy. Another hunter in my party put it out of its misery. No name address tag on the trap. Check your dang traps. And this is why I no longer trap. Got sick. Once. And was unable to make it out. 
I do a fair amount of archery hunting when the weather permits and trap rabbits about 3 times a year. I release them if they're pregnant. I used to be a vet technician and just, nah can't do it baby bunnies are cute, sue me. But I think the craziest thing that ever happened was I was following some deer tracks. Had been tracking the herd for a couple days, not planning on bagging one I just like to observe. So I'm hauling around a tree stand and my tent and bare essentials. Before my pup got cancer I would bring her but she's in chemo so it was a solo trip. I generally let her tell me when I wasn't noticing something but without her it got fairly creepy pretty quick. I notice I'm losing the light and rub my face in frustration. And I'm suddenly waking up. I was just laying down with my tent and everything all set up. Firewood under me. Ouch. And a rip in my jacket. Nothing else to show for it except that it was way darker than before. I check my watch. I've got roughly 3 hours to sunrise. When you set up my tent. They did it differently than I normally do okay it's kinda just oil cloth and rope I travel light. But it wasn't in my usual formation. The zippers on my pack were all open. I was grasping my sheathed field blade in my left hand. I'm right handed. To this day it unsettles me. One winter when I was homeless in college I had a mouse crawl into my tarp hideout. It was pouring down buckets. It practically swam to get under the tarp and it just sat there gasping and shivering. I gave it a cracker and it sat with me. I eventually fell asleep for a few hours. When I woke it was gone but a little pile of grass and a twig with a berry on it. Poisonous unfortunately was where the mouse had been. Kinda always thought of it as a thank you. In your darkest hour the mouse will come to your aid. I am a spearfisherman and I exclusively freedive, mostly in my home waters in the Gulf of Mexico. There are three things that have left me truly questioning whether it is worth it. 1. I got over it, but dropping on a wreck filled with very endangered goliath grouper is quite intimidating. When one turns and vibrates on you, you feel it to the bone. When 10 turn to face you and do their deep vibrating intimidation call growl, it triggers a the fight or flight response, which is especially dangerous while freediving as you need to control your heart rate. 2. Jet skiers. The amount of people on the water who don't know care what a dive flag is, is staggering and this is especially true of jet skiers. Boat strikes are the number one killer of divers and I've had everything from jet skiers grab the float flag because they think it's cool trash, to using it like a slalom marker, buzzing by my head just a few feet away. 3. A distracted buddy. If you black out and aren't weighted properly, you'll most likely start sinking into the abyss. Our defense against this is to always have a buddy at the surface watching. One up, one down, ready and trained to save you if you exert yourself or miscalculate your dive. Everyone knows someone who's blacked out and we make ourselves watch blackout cropro footage on YouTube to not take it lightly. Dude, frick jet skiers. I haven't had any almost kill me but the amount of tackle and line I've lost to the buttholes is to amount in the hundreds of dollars. When I was younger, my dad told me this story from a hunting trip he went on in the Appalachian Mountains. He spent the majority of the day without seeing a thing and was ready to pack it up and leave when a white-tailed deer showed up. He shot it, but it ran away and he had to track it down. About half an hour later, he came across the downed animal after following a very distinct blood trail. Shortly after he began field dressing the deer, a group of four armed men in regular clothing walking through the forest approached him. He always describes them as mountain men when he tells the story. Anyways, one of the men told my dad that the deer was their killer and that he should leave. My dad, never one for confrontation, 
argued that he had just shot it and that he followed the blood trail all the way to the deer. At this point, the men unslung their rifles and pointed them at my dad, telling him that these are their mountains and that they'll be taking the deer. They made claims that people have hunting accidents all the time and how unfortunate it would be for him to have one. He left and called the police, which resulted in the responding officer telling my dad that there was nothing they could do about it because they don't want to have a fight on their hands with the locals. East Tennessee, ladies and gentlemen. Friend's cousin was hunting by himself deep in northern Ontario woods, and came upon his own uncle's body, hanging on a rope. He had taken his own life. That was and still is the most fricked up story I've ever heard. He had to walk back many miles to get help to go back in the woods to cut him down. I've heard a lot of stories. Creepy crap. Lots of women's clothing. Ripped to shreds. Lean tos and shanties that look like someone just walked away from it. Still warm. Not a sound around. Nobody seen. Big things moving in the swamp. Tree stands ripped out of trees with a lot of bark clawed down to the hardwood underneath feeling of being watched or stalked sudden pit in your stomach hair stands up a feeling that something is wrong and you need to get the frick out of there if you get that feeling it's best to get out there's a sort of primordial gut sense that our ancestors had and we still have some of it today not me and not a hunter story my childhood friend lived next to the forest where we spent a lot of hours free time as a kids driving bikes or just wandering around so one day he was alone in the woods, maybe 500 meters away from his house, only to find his neighbor who hanged himself. Friend was about 10 at the time, freaking trauma it was. What I also found out later in life, the very same area in the woods where we would play around was one of major killing fields in late days of World War II and aftermaths. Fish or not hunter, I was just chilling alone at one of my go-to catfish honey holes late at night armed only with a flashlight. After hours of nothing I heard a massive slash, thinking it was a large gar or bowfin I quickly cast it over in the noise of the direction. Then it happened again and again and again. I had finally had enough of this mysterious fish teasing me so I turned on my light. Looking directly at me was a gang of the biggest nutria, giant water rat, I've ever seen. I scrutted out there real fast. You have been visited by the distinguished doggo of delicious delicacies. Comment tasty supper, pupper and be blessed with delectable dishes for the next decade. Like and subscribe you magnificent person. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.